drop. All the hands will take you on a journey just a piece at a time. Delve into the mystery and wonderment. We can blow your mind. Every question will be answered. Nothing will be as it seems. At the turn of a page, you'll be amazed. You will cream your jeans. did it again back again for yet another episode of overbooked overbooked a comedy podcast for people who want to read but don't have time right it's kind of like a book club that you can join without having to actually you know join right and to that end we have some guests oh well i suppose we should say who we are right i'm alicia i'm jinx and we have special guests with us today who are actual members of an actual book club live book club members now you know one of our live book club members now it sounds like a zoo it's weird (laughs) (laughs) beth norton is back again you may remember her from the Brene brown uh daring greatly she made us think episode i've I've written at least i've I've written what's the word for that red red (laughs) (laughs) i've read at least a book since then so great excellent and then very special new guest jessica burke Hello, everyone. Hi, Hi, Jessica. I'm waving from across the table. (laughs) Jessica, this is your first ever podcast. It is, and it is intimidating. Oh, it shouldn't be. This is my first ever book club. Yeah. (laughs) So, so Jessica and Beth are in a book club together. Yeah, a real one. Yeah. Yep. How many people are in your book club? It depends on the month, uh, for sure. Let's say Um, at maximum five at this point, right? Yeah, five. But I just dropped out. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Ex book club members. <laughs> Jessica's the one that took our book club to the reading level. Oh. oh. Jessica was a strategic pick. So uh, pre Jessica, okay. was it just basically what we do? Kind of. Yeah. Okay. And we just, we talked a lot about getting together. Sometimes we did. When we did, no, almost never did anybody had read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Lots of. Yeah, what's but you Jessica... had come together with a collective book in mind. No. Mm-mm. Oh, no. no. Oh, we had just okay. come together and we drank a lot of wine and uh, got fucked up and talked about nothing <laughs> that had to do with books. Uh, and okay. then that kind of fell apart. And then... What? <laughs> <laughs> lost some people. Uh, tried to get serious. And then Jessica came on. Did you get? Did you come on before the reorganization of the book club? I believe Big that up. I was invited to book club post reorganization okay. right, right it was a will oh. book club continue right when we wanted will it to get drama free and i think y'all chose drama free drama free and yeah. with avid readers yeah hence jessica wow, wow. Yeah. that's a okay. lot of politics it was Steven, steven's here also right, right steven's here that's right yeah okay Steven, have you ever been to a book club no, but I've always wanted to. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, great. Oh, I'm we're, so excited. We're treating it like we're really doing it because these ladies came in with like snacks and popcorn and chocolate. And, and like a full bar. Yeah, like a full bar. <laughs> yeah. And Alicia brought some candy and I brought some, some wine. I brought my favorite seasonal. My second favorite seasonal candy. Obviously, my first favorite being the Reese's Peanut Butter Eggs. Are those in season now? I feel like this is early no, for no, them. No, no. <laughs> what season it is now is Red Hot Jelly Heart. Oh, you're saying seasonal regardless in order. Yes, seasonal okay. as, I'm a, with you. as a yeah. seasonal release, obviously. 
the Reese's peanut butter egg is going to be top superior. top of the seasonal candy pile. The peanut butter to chocolate ratio spot it's on. Spot Girl, on. yes, yeah. yes, yeah. exactly. Also, it's pumpkins, fresher. It's fresher peanut butter. It is. Oh, the pumpkins wait. don't match. Oh, right. Yeah, it tastes fresher. It, it is, is fresher. fresher. It is fresher because they make them for the season. Seasonally. Oh my mm. god. Yeah, <laughs> they're magic. They're so good. Yeah. It's that spring peanut butter. Yeah, mm. first yes. peanut butter of spring. Mm. The, first, <laughs> good. Good. the first grind of the year. Um, <laughs> with, the, with the old women out there in the peanut barrels and stomping the peanuts. <laughs> their, their toes are a little cold. They're still yeah. a little chill in the air. Chilly. Little nip. Mm. You can taste it. I love when you go on those trips and you can stomp them yourself. Ah. I, I hate it. I hate it so much, but I don't want to know the process. But I still do it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, number two is the Red Hot Jelly Heart, available only from New okay. Year's to Valentine's Day in the bulk section at Winco Foods. And here they are. I don't know that I have a number two seasonal candy favorite. What's your number one? Peanut butter eggs. Pe- peanut yeah. butter eggs, yeah. Candy yeah. Um, cane? No. Listen, peppermint is fine. And that's it. <laughs> it's fine. Favorite seasonal candy, Jessica? Oh my gosh, I I I, I don't even know. I know that's I can't. Now quite. I can only think about those eggs. Yeah. And when like, can I get my next one? Soon. Soon. <laughs> Probably right around Ham Day, I guess. Although I don't yeah, know right when. Ham day. I don't know when Easter is this year. Ham day. Ham day. Oh, coming. ham day. <clears throat> ham day. We haven't ever talked about ham day on this podcast. No, oh ham God. day. The first nice Monday in March. First nice Monday in March is ham day, which is the official kickoff to ham, ham season, season, which lasts from ham day to Easter. We had a very short ham Wait, window this year. When does ham day start? First, first nice, nice Monday, Monday in March. March. Okay. <laughs> so I was in a shuttle yesterday, and I'm I have a bit of a cold, and mm. the person I was with has allergies, and the driver, after like 15 minutes in the shuttle, was like. I'm surprised you guys haven't smelled all those hams I have in the back seat. What? <laughs> all those all hams? those hams? Yeah, he was like, I've got five hams in the back what seat. What the fuck is he doing with five hams? He went and to, where is he went to grocery outlet? He was doubling up on hams. He was doubling up on the delivery. He had he was like, I'll get these guys and I'll get those hams at the same time. And where yeah, was he taking he five was, hams this time of year? I don't know. He was waiting for us. They're on sale to notice, big time, but we didn't know. Hams are on sale big time. Hams right are now. on sale big time right now. They're down to ten dollars at grocery outlet. Spiral cut. Oh damn! Those yeah, are and usually you can get them for twelve, and that's still a crazy bargain. That's but still, that's a steal. That's a steal. Listen, I know <laughs> ham prices. Price. <laughs> Pork prices are kind of a little thing I, I like to pay attention to. <laughs> you have charts and graphs. I, I do. Know. I have a whole paper about pork prices affecting the McRib. It's true. She can predict. <laughs> she can predict. I can predict when the McRib she can comes back. She can predict when the McRib is going to come back based on like pork chop prices at the store today. Damn, that seems like something you should put money on. I was just going to say that. No one else is willing to bet. No one else fucking cares. <laughs> Everyone else, else is like, shit, it's back. It's yeah. a gross sandwich. Oh, my God. <laughs> pork prices anyway <laughs> five hams in the back of your shuttle yeah where were you God, going I wish they were parting gifts like well <laughs> had a great ride <laughs> great. So, here's your ham i'd appreciate a five-star oh. rating yes sir and you'll get one <laughs> why are you cradling that ham like a baby you're just because i was like oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> it's left me wanting the smell of ham that's for sure yeah you know oh wanting for that yeah. What ham doesn't candles. leave you wanting for the smell of ham? We were going. We were just going from the inn that we were staying at to the downtown area of Coeur d'Alene, actually. Okay. And and back. Yeah. All right. That was it. 
Oh, mm-hmm. and this is Coeur d'Alene. Gwyneth Paltrow. Get Hams out a candle that smells like ham. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my bacon could. candles. That's not ham. Mm-mm. 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 Bacon is only ham. Is to do is to it wouldn't take ham. that to the bacon. It would be called a glazed <laughs> ham candle, though. Yes, it would. Oh, and it had yeah. a little pineapple, a little cherry. It was. Oh. Brown sugar, like a caramel. Mm. And then just pork fat. Mm. What a great candle. I love it. I'm going to make it. <laughs> okay. I believe you. I believe it. So, hey, book club. You guys talk about books sometimes. Yeah, tell us what book club is actually like, for real. Yeah, oh, and let's man. talk like the reorg book club. Hear from Are your you perspective. Like, how um, first? How many book clubs have you been a part of? Is this your first? Oh, my first. Is your first? This one is my second. Your second book club, okay. right? Yeah. Was your first club successful? I would say at times. Yes. <gasps> okay. Yeah. yeah. No. The tumultuous nature of book clubs. This is interesting. I, know. Okay. Well, there's so like, I think anytime you get a group of people together, right, there's always the, the politics and drama that can come along. And then even it's the... Um, politics. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> your face. Book club. Well, is there like a book club president? <laughs> yes. Her name is Ruth Ann. Yeah, there is. Is, that is it just like a, a role that becomes apparent? Somebody has to, you know, you have to have a leader when you have a group. You totally. have to have somebody that's kind of driving the process and setting things so and stuff. So how do you elect and an organizer? Your president. I think it's more by the person who's willing to do it mm. than an election. Yes, is it always at her house? Absolutely. No. No. We oh. rotate. We rotate. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so what do you do when book club is at your house? Like, what's your job? Make sure there's food. Make sure there's alcohol. Make sure people know where to show up. And then that's really, I would say, all the like, yeah, yeah. yeah. What kind of food are we talking? Yeah. Gosh, really depends on the uh, Ruth Ann. Always, I was going to say, what's Ruth Ann laying down? That's what I want to know. Ruth Ann always has a real nice spread. She's a Costco shopper, (laughs) oh, so she's she's always got the guacamole, Mm -hmm. uh, salsa, chips, typically a hummus as well, and then she always does a cheese and a meat and a veggie, kind of a veggie platter. Um, wow. Yeah, Ruthann has a nice a spread. Full, full when we went to cheese. Jessica's, we ate uh, the j- biggest vat of pasta. <laughs> it was so much pasta. Oh, <laughs> oh, absurd amounts of pasta. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm never. We threw be away mad. probably like a pound and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that also sounds great. <laughs> Although my favorite book club meeting and the one that kind of like stoked, restoked things, I think for me was when you bought us tickets to. Um, um what what was her Ann Patchett Ann Patchett yeah. at the Ann Morrison Center was that wait was mm-hmm. it the Ann, at the Ann Morrison yeah, Center exactly. yeah Ann Patchett's an author who like she packed out the Ann Morrison Center and she gave such a brilliant talk um about all these other famous authors who she interviews and she wove it through her own story around like the creation of this novel that she then gave everybody a signed copy of. Wow! In, yeah, in the there's thing. like 800 seats in there. Yeah, and oh. she, yeah, and yeah. she interviewed people like uh, Melinda Gates and uh, Tom Hanks, right, mm-hmm. was on that list, yep. and just uh, all these other crazy famous top authors like Elizabeth Gilbert and Barbara mm-hmm. Kingsolver and all this. And she goes in I've depth in each. Mm -hmm. so that was when i think probably this was born this meeting right now was born out of that because that was the first time we kind of did something different and i really liked that it was like we took book club off road and we took this group of people yeah to an (laughs) event uh, around around books which i thought was awesome Club off road that's just great on its own yeah i like that a lot yeah i like that a lot okay do you ever pick 
the food like on theme to what you've been reading? Oh, I not me? yet, but they do now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At my first book club, actually, they did that. That was part of it, and and then and there was. Um, I think some people really loved it, right? Like as far as the challenge of like going through a book and trying to figure out like what is the what essence fits. of this book and yeah. like what meal or like ethnic food group or whatever could represent that. And then there's other people who are like, can we just do takeout? <laughs> do we have to? <laughs> yes. Yes, you can Make also food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. What are the roles of, did we talk about the of book club presidents? Like, <laughs> If you're the president of book club, you I just have to just in charge, right? Like you're just do you pick the like book, or meeting? is it a democratic process? Also, we had you were there when we picked the books, right? Not for this year. Not for this year. Okay. You pick all the books for the whole year so, at once. Yeah. So before oh. the reorganization, oh. we <laughs> the we all got yeah we all got together. There was I think six of us at that point, and um, we got together. Actually, it was great, and we were like, okay, we need to come up with a system to pick books because we were just spending a lot of time just trying to figure out the structure of book club and how we were going to meet and when we were going to meet and what book we were going to read. So what we did, and I think this was Ruth Ann's idea, we put, um, everybody put three suggestions of a book like into a hat and we went around and we pulled those suggestions out and then we all voted on them and then the books, the top 12 or 11 or 12 books that got the most votes were the ones that we went with and then we just assigned a book a, book a month. I think okay. we might have skipped one month in there just for a, as a break or something, but that's how we did that. And that seemed to get that seemed to be something that everybody kind of got on board with. Um, yeah, that's way easier. Yeah, I, I would imagine. I I have always imagined that process to be like going to Blockbuster with a group of friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you took turns. I thought like you took turns picking or something. I think you could do that. Yeah. Like whoever reads the book the fastest gets to gets pick to the next <laughs> one. <laughs> then Jessica would always get to pick the next book. <laughs> well, and now you're president. <laughs> so there. Oh, Jessica shoot. is the president of this book club. <laughs> right. I think so. I think I think that happened. I'm on board. Yeah. I mean, the way I've heard it described. Madam yes. President. <laughs> Speaking of presidents. Speaking of Madam President. Oh, yeah. That was the book. <laughs> that should have been the title of that book Madam Oops. President yeah. Speaking of which <laughs> Can I ask a question about book club really quick yes. For both of you Has there been a book that you found That you were like forced to read In mm-hmm. your book club that you weren't expecting to like And then you were like Oh dang this got me right in the, right in the old heart Yeah Which, what, what, which was it <laughs> um, for me, it was, and I think maybe this was, maybe it was before you came on. It was yeah. called The Lathe of Heaven, and it was a sci-fi novel um, written in the 70s uh, by Ursula Le Guin, and uh, she's a famous kind of sci-fi. I'm not super into sci-fi and uh, wasn't into the idea of it, but yeah, the writing of it just, yeah, shook me as one of kind of the best books I've ever read in Sweet. a format that I've never really considered before. Yeah. And we actually had a really good discussion about that book that time, I think, because only three of us, the only three of us that read it also were the only ones who showed up. And so we actually had a conversation. And I ah, think that's oh. been one of the, one of two or three times that that's happened in, oh, the, nice. in the past year and a half. So what about you? Did you have a surprise book? There was, um, so one of the books, like maybe you can help me remember the author, but Birds of America, which was a compilation mm. of short stories. Lori Moore. There you go. Um, Short stories, not really my jam as far as I, I, I find them a bit more difficult. I'm very plot driven, and so it's, they're a little bit harder to engage with. But 
Um, I think that is kind of the cool thing of book club is that it forces you to read books that you yeah. wouldn't otherwise read. Yeah, and yeah. through that, there was then really good discussions as far as people interpreted those short stories in many different ways, which That's gave right. me a new appreciation as far as I think that because it is less, <laughs> sorry, was that sorry. me? Did no, I no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I think yeah. just landed on our roof. Perfect. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was one for me as far as like a short story um, compilation that before I probably would never read otherwise. So oh, now nice. I get the idea yeah. that you always read the book. I try to, but I, I can't. I'm not. Nobody's It doesn't perfect. always. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. <laughs> so I do try and read the book. So as far as. Um, I am definitely a bit of a book man, book nerd. Like I'm the type of person when I was a kid, I had in any place that we would go as a family, like whether it's to visit family friends or family members. Otherwise, I had my reading chair. Like there was like right. a chair in that house that I can picture as far as at my grandparents' house or like my You're the reading chair <laughs> exactly yeah. where yeah. I would like stake out and just read. Um, so a bit of that kind of bookworm All right. introvert. Okay. Yeah. How what percentage of the time do you finish the book for bookworm? I would say 90%. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. That's high. That's high. Now, when you, when you sit <laughs> down at a book club to, talk, to discuss, yeah. like when you were saying that you had a really good discussion about that book, when you sit down to do that, is there someone, like, does someone come up with, like, topics or questions or, like, points, or do you just all be like, so what'd you think? And then everybody talks. It's a little bit of that. I feel like Beth is really good at, like, always having an antidote. Like you do, you do such a good job of like having an antidote from life, then somehow like morphs into this, <laughs> into a topic of conversation around the book, and we're all like, oh. <laughs> okay. Right. I'm trying to think of a specific one from mm. a couple. Um, usually, I mean, it's something like the even. Um, no, I can't remember specifics, but um, yeah. So sometimes yeah. it's like that, and other times just says, so the book. So, <laughs> so how about that? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sometimes the book is bad, and we're just like, okay, moving on. How are things with you? <laughs> yeah, usually, just like if the book is bad, does everyone agree this book was garbage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, yeah. yeah we could have watched the movie, and this would have been fine. <laughs> a little annoyed, um, but yeah, I don't. I think I, my sense of it is it's more of a kind of a conversation, and when that happens, like when you just can have just some genuine like healthy conversation around a book and like that Lori you know about the book of short stories I remember that how mm -hmm. we were all like oh I thought this happened and this happened and we saw things from a different perspective um that was where like the value of the whole book club lies and like where like all that work that you do to like schedule and pick a book and the politics and all that it's like oh this is why people do that because it's worth it and then if you can like it's periodically worth it <laughs> right yeah <laughs> like if you could have like something that is established um and that that um that people can contribute to and people actually read the book and actually show up then it's, I think it's worth it for those moments. Right there. How often yeah, how often do you read the book? What percentage? I would say like seventy percent of right. the time. It's impressive. Yeah, that's still pretty high. Yeah, for me. <laughs> the whole the whole book. Yeah, I try. <sighs> this one okay. I this one I I'm like four hours left on Audible. No, I am eighteen about. hours left on Audible. <laughs> <laughs> I just started last week. Anyway, so the book. The book, when we we just kind of we just kind of usurped your book here, is um, yeah. Michelle Obama becoming. Mm -hmm. My wife just started reading that. Did she? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> she just got it like four days ago. Oh, oh perfect. Yeah. There. Does your wife want to be in a book club? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she would probably love that. <laughs> yeah. Has your book Ashley club? Ashley would be a great book club member. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she would. 
I bet she was. Well, because mm-hmm. she was reading, she had just picked up Daring Greatly when I was yeah. here last. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she seems like she's on the thread. Yeah. <laughs> she's on the same page. Oh, oh. oh. boom. Okay. There it was. I gotta go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the He's never gonna top that. I wish we had a bell here right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, have, no, has your book club met about this book yet? Not yet. No. no. Mm-mm. Because that right again, here, scheduling. Is, yeah. is this going to ruin it? No. Nah, don't worry. It's not going to ruin. Beth <laughs> not... left the book club anyway, so. <laughs> oh yeah, that's <laughs> oh right. <laughs> and we won't tell them you were here. Perfect. Okay, <laughs> it's a deal. <laughs> what we what we thought we would do um, at at one point was we thought we would have you guys just kind of give us your thoughts on the book and what kind of like in that reading rainbow, here's what what it covered and what I thought kind of way, like the kid at the end. I love those kids. Oh, mm. but you don't have to take my, my word for it. it. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of give us that. And then we thought we'd have you guys ask us questions about the book. Okay. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So first, well, tell us all about it. I feel like I feel like we should ask you the questions first, okay. so we don't like implant ideas in your head Good about, idea. What's Good about idea. what the okay. book is. Although we could fake it a little better if we knew something first. Exactly. You know what? You know? She's right. I don't think we should be given that kind of courtesy. I didn't read any of it. I read a review from the Atlantic. That's oh, all I read. Okay. I did, I downloaded it from yeah, Audible. You actually took some steps. I did, so. and I have listened to. Some of some of it. What am I? I don't remember what chapter I'm on, but I know that I have like 17 hours left. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. curious what the reviews. What did the reviews say? Um. Well, this specific review was very favorable, and it it didn't mention a lot of like actual useful information that I could use on the podcast. Um. I just wrote down some interesting things that I thought that they that she mentions in the book. Okay. But All we'll right, get so back to that once we've talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see how well I can fake my way through mm-hmm. this book. So let's just pretend we're in your book club and we're okay. just going to, I don't even know how a just book club Just assume we've read the book. Starts. <laughs> okay. Hi, guys. Thanks hey. for having us over for a book club. This is great. <laughs> Alicia, really so good to see you. Uh, thank you. Okay. I put on pants. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Great pants. <laughs> they're stretchy, but they're on. <laughs> I brought red hot jelly hearts. <laughs> You're the best. You thank always you. Oh, bring God. the best snacks to book club. <laughs> I love your seasonal candy choices. <laughs> Big fan. Thank you. <sighs> what did you think of the book, Alicia? Oh, uh, you know what? I thought it was. I thought it was really. I have so far very much enjoyed this book. I and because I'm listening to it on Audible. And do most people at book club do they pick up actual? copies of books with pages i noticed you actually brought the book with pages with you totally brought the book with me yeah or most okay. people most people in book club are they turn in pages or no, ear reading i mix. think it's a mix yeah. yeah and it depends on the book so i'm yeah. not going to be like shunned because no, i was ear reading definitely not okay good yeah. so mm-hmm. i'll say this <laughs> listening to michelle obama narrate this book is great absolutely because so many times you you pick up the audible and whoever is narrating it's like i cannot listen becoming to you. by michelle obama right. <laughs> <laughs> wow I lived, I lived on the south side of chicago yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> i grew up in a family <laughs> yeah no but like just listening to her read it was amazing so that was <laughs> that was nice a very very smooth listen so far mm-hmm. i will definitely finish this book i'll say that okay i, I will like you, i, I agree like you navigated that one well Okay, so far, so pretty good. I agree. I'm also listening to it. I don't typically enjoy listening to books mm-hmm. um, on, you know, on Audible or whatever, but I really enjoy the sound of her voice. It's very relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like almost 
kind of uh, lulling. Lulling, yes. Yeah. It, it's she's kind of got this. I mean, she always comes back to her her um, you know her position as a mother in this, mm-hmm. um, and it, it kind of has that quality to it. It has that motherly for me. Like I hear this very motherly, soothing quality to her voice, and it it clips along at the same sort of cadence or pace mm-hmm. for the pretty much the entire book. And she has like just enough of a lisp to keep her real. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You I like I mean? that. I really like yeah. that. So it's like you aren't, you aren't as tall as you think you are, Michelle nope. Obama. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes. Your arms are perfect. Your arms are perfect. Perfect. Okay. Well, I think that's actually one of the best parts of the book is that she is so human and she doesn't shy away from that. Yeah. And it's this very uh, reassuring thing to have this person that you respect so much to see the different things that she struggles with or um, mm-hmm. never claims to be perfect and is very human and for me I found that to be a very reassuring thing of like oh you too worry about your children and yeah. how you're ruining their lives like that <laughs> yeah. like that Except she actually did. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm kidding. Those girls are are princesses. (laughs) Okay. Those girls are set up. (laughs) Now, I noticed in my reading that it seemed to be (laughs) that that she really used motherhood and grief as anchor points. And I'm wondering what you thought about that. Hmm, Grief. Hmm. That's just what the Atlantic article said. Oh, fascinating. Grief? Yeah, I mean... What? I feel like whoever wrote that article only read like the first third of it. Uh, Maybe because she does. She I wouldn't know anything about that. No, <laughs> she's got deadlines. Okay, you know, <laughs> there is a powerful part about um, the grief she feels around her father, and I thought that was a particularly powerful part of the book. But that doesn't extend. There was also her college friend know. who died oh, of cancer. Yeah, there was right. kind of this pivotal place somewhere around the middle of the book I feel like where she was she did experience a lot of death of family and friends in pretty significant ways that but I wouldn't say but that's but wouldn't you say she was grieving her regular life once she became first lady a little bit oh, oh. Wow. Wow. no I, I didn't get that from that but maybe, of, yeah I don't know I'm, I'm just at the point of inauguration so I don't know what what do you think did that extend I don't think she really grieved her I think that's also the beautiful part of Michelle Obama is that she didn't, um, I feel like the Obamas are so full of hope and they're so forward looking that like grief maybe shapes part of who they are, but I don't think they necessarily like live their life from a sense of loss, but instead of like kind of where that got them to where they are today. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. That's how could yeah. they possibly have had That's a lot? what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredibly well said. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should write reviews for books. <laughs> hey, The Atlantic. Yeah, The Atlantic's <laughs> looking for someone, I hear. Those stupid idiots over at The Atlantic. <laughs> I feel like that would be a dream job for you or something, to write reviews for books. As like, long as I didn't have to talk in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> What about into a microphone like this? Yeah, this is fine. <laughs> this is fine. We have so fine. Drinks. Yeah, drinks. No, I'm did joking. You, this is Did you have any other lovely. questions for it? Yeah. Uh, what surprised <laughs> you the most? <laughs> I would say... I'm not going to look at my notes. <laughs> They're done. Was, was it when he became president? <laughs> no, I saw that coming. Um, <laughs> did you know she was first lady? Did you guys know that? Say of what? the United States, <laughs> the author of this book. This Not, n- yes. yes, nuts. What? <laughs> when I got to that part, I was like, "Shut up." <laughs> what are the chances? What? You know what I mean? 
She, <laughs> I did read somewhere. No, it wasn't in this book, but I did read somewhere that she said in this book that she thinks that what you want to be, what do you want to be when you grow up, is the most useless question you can ask a child. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that too. I, I thought love that. that was pretty because I, I thought she would be exactly the person who asked that question all the time. What do you want to be? No, oh, she's children too in the smart. White that's House. That's what everyone you know, asks. Like, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like you just get to a point where you just ask them the question, you know. So I was surprised. I was surprised by that. That's dumb. Mm. Ooh, can I ha- can I have a tangent here for a second related? Of yep. course, do it. Yeah, kind of a M- Michelle Obama. D- I'm gonna open. Well, I don't know. Anyway, it's already open because I've been eating. Oh, it's chocolate. <laughs> chocolate already <laughs> open. Chocolate while you're talking. <laughs> uh, at school today, one of the kids in the class. Um, you know, we've talked a little bit about about like how I've taught them about consent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. can I hug you? And then they either say yes or no. And if they say no, they're like, okay, that's cool. Bye. Whatever. One of the kids today, we haven't had that conversation in a while, asked, I heard him, um, a kid was going to hug another kid. He's like, you have to ask for consent. And the other kid was like, what's consent? Other kid was new, by the way. Uh-huh. And he totally explained consent to him. He was like, uh-huh. you know, when you want to hug or kiss somebody and you ask them and they either say yes or no, that's consent. And I was like, yay. You've made a real that's difference awesome. in the world. I was right so there. excited. Yeah. Of it. I was so excited. Wow. I was like, Michelle that's Obama. Good. How old are you? should be so kids? proud of you right now. Four. <laughs> Four. Mm-hmm. Four years old? Mm-hmm. Four years old. That's fabulous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. I was excited about it. That was a good... Yeah, that's awesome. I congratulate. I feel like we should myself. dub in in this podcast at certain points, like the uh, Fifth Harmony song with Boss, like Michelle Obama, purse <laughs> so heavy, getting Oprah Dallas. Like, I feel like that should just, like after that moment, that song should just come <laughs> in. <laughs> we should just loop that in. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> C-O-N-F-I-D-E-N. I'm confident. <laughs> Anyways, okay. I could not spell that. Confident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize you were spelling. That's how <laughs> like I was just like, what? What are the words? What? Uh, totally messed up. Fantastic. I was surprised by her dad having MS. Mm-hmm. I didn't know so, that. Mm-hmm. That surprised I didn't know me that either. Yeah. I, I also didn't know that um, her and Barack did um, IVF or in vitro Oh, yeah. No idea. Yeah. There was a part in there. I did. Like, yeah. yes, I did remember them saying something about fertility struggles <laughs> in the article. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't know that either. You'd think that would be the kind of thing that would come up. I, exactly. Yeah, right. sadly. It seems like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved the uh, proposal story. I Tell us. I haven't heard that yeah. part yet. The, uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, if you haven't read this book. Um, they get married. <laughs> <laughs> they do get married. <laughs> No, like, um, so they're both trained lawyers, right? So they both, like, what's one thing she comes, you know, she comes back to in the, their early relationship is, like, she was pretty, like, set on, like, oh, this guy's just, like, this, you know, this law student, and she was, like, set to mentor him when he came um, into, like, the firm as a Harvard Law student, and, um, or as not a Harvard Law she student. She was set to mentor him? Yeah, she was the mentor. She was his mentor at the law firm that she worked at for like a summer program. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So because of that, and because she she was she's just very like Michelle, and she was like, I'm doing my own thing. Like she wasn't interested in him at all, and um, and so they had this kind of like just dynamic courtship. And when it actually, you know, they of course they started dating at some point, and when it actually came down to um to uh her their proposal his proposal uh, he sat across the table from her and basically argued all of his points on why he thought marriage was superfluous 
Um, and <laughs> like, and she was so set. Like, she's very traditional. She comes back to this a lot. She wanted marriage. She wanted family. She wanted kids. Um, and uh, she had argued that point for a long time. Um, but he, it, she said, like, it was like his last stand, basically, because he went through all this. And she got, they got really heated. Like, she got really heated. People started like looking in the restaurant and stuff because it got. <laughs> to be a big deal and then like the waiter brings over like a, a cake with a ring in it Aww. you know and it's just such a fucking beautiful like fairy lawyer fairy tale of a <laughs> of a proposal like, i object <laughs> yeah yeah and then he was like hmm and she's like i'll allow it <laughs> yeah if yeah. the ring don't fit you must have <laughs> So I thought that part was so much of that book was so kind of fairy tale-ish. I mean, their lives have really they've really had pretty fucking good lives, you know, like very just I don't know, very fairy tale. And that was one moment that was that that stood out as, you know, normal human hardships. But really, they've they've had a fucking awesome life. Well, yeah. it seems like that's kind of their pers- perspective, right? Kind of mm-hmm. what you were talking mm-hmm. about before, Jessica, of like they're kind of they just like so it seems so hopeful mm-hmm. so like even though they have like hardships and like early on in life and stuff like that just it doesn't seem like bad because of who they ended up becoming right and kind of what they project out into the world mm-hmm. so becoming. Well, a- end, a- end of sentence <laughs> <laughs> i want to know how they do that right how do you how do you stay so full of hope and so just as far as like really believing that people can come together and create something great and it's the togetherness that creates something great and like how I mean do, they did how it do they do that they do it because they can because yeah, they like because make they it do. I mean like yeah I mean of course now it's all fallen apart and gone to shit but imagine like there for a minute hot damn <laughs> it was pretty good there for a sec you know yeah it was pretty good for a sec yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> remember all that hope? Remember I know. That? Remember that hope and remember change? That? <laughs> oh, she kind of frames the position of first lady in a different light. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she like you wouldn't think it takes qual like qualifications, right? Even well, well clearly she, she said there's doesn't. no there's no job description, <laughs> right. right? Right. So you wouldn't think of qualifications, but it's crazy how ultra qualified she was for that position of which there was no qualifications. Right. And that in and of itself, like in terms of her her law background and her community organizing and like leadership communication, um, and then in terms of her like just steadfastness as a mother and strength of character and all of these things that, yeah. goddamn, I like I didn't realize quite how important, you know that and having she, somebody of that caliber. She did the job. Yeah, yeah. She, like she, she actually did it the way it was supposed to be done. Right, and like, I mean, because you can easily just step into that role and be like, well, my job is, you know, to be your decorating wife. the Christmas tree and, and yeah. mm-hmm. you know, throwing some eggs on the front yard, you know. <laughs> but she was like, no, man, I've got a platform. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to use this platform. And she did it, like, with a plum. Good for her. And I feel like she did it in such a way, too, where as far as she she used, as you were saying, used her platform, which was the ability um, to even kind of above and beyond policy and shaping policy to engage partners in such a way that then did meaningful work as far as like she brought all the you know different companies together and um, different agencies and schools in order to um, enact changes as far as for like school lunch programs and things mm-hmm. like that or like through the like, what is it, get the move? 
move on. Wow. Can you guys remember? Move, move, um, move. Let's move. Let's yeah, move. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Um, <laughs> moving right along. Without moving, moving something. something um, get moving. And then she did things like car- carpool karaoke or like, you know, some of those other mm-hmm. like yeah. more just like social media kind of platform communication things that then engaged audiences in a different way and kind of met them where they were at as opposed to only kind of navigating change through policy or government institutions, which I yeah. feel like is instead of saying, oh, I can't do that because I'm not an elected official, it's like, well, let me use the platform that I have in order to like create change towards these things that I'm really passionate she about. She was on better. Sesame Street. Yeah. Can you yeah, imagine exactly. how terrifying it would be if Melania Trump went on Sesame Street? <laughs> <laughs> and how long it had been before the Obamas that we had someone who did thi- who did things like that in general, who was so approachable and relatable. Like we'd, It's been a long time coming yeah. like, that we yeah. needed that. Laura, Laura Bush went on Sesame Street or something. She did some, you know, she had some initiatives and whatever, but she wasn't exactly the most approachable. No, she not looks at like all. a cat. She looks, to me, <laughs> I felt like, and I'm sure, I'm so. sure a lovely, I'm sure a lovely, intelligent woman. Sure. Okay. But like, looking at her and listening to her talk was like, have you ever looked into the eyes of a moose? <laughs> You know, and no, it's just I like, haven't. No. Have you? Uh, yeah. I know exactly. It's like, wow. what you're terrifying. <laughs> it's like there's nothing happening there. Ah. Like you're alive. Sure. Yeah. But just barely. <laughs> like what? Who? There's. I can read. If the eyes are the window to the soul, yeah. she's got the like double reflective two-way glass. You know, on those <laughs> ones. Like there's uh-huh. nothing. You can't. Wow. It's like guarded. I, and you read nothing there. It's weird. Yeah. Dead, dead yeah. moose eyes. Moose. Same look that you like teenagers. Teenagers <laughs> give you when you're lecturing them about something, and you're like, you checked out Jesus. thirty minutes ago. The position of first lady is an interesting thing be- for all those reasons, and but especially because the person who has that position, probably more so than like any other position any other job like in the world mm-hmm. really steps into it and has to kind of just decide what they're going to do with it right yeah. yeah because there is no like qualifications to be first lady right you but it is a job it yeah. is a position but you can totally choose to do nothing yeah you know <clears throat> yeah melania <laughs> <laughs> that you can choose to do nothing and then look at all the things that michelle obama chose to do right it's crazy right. because she didn't have to do that yeah, yeah. not oh at all God. such she a hard a worker career. man such a hard worker like she worked so that's what she she talks about in the book like she's working so hard to preserve some sense of normalcy or groundedness for her children um you know for her mother um and then also use her platform and then stay you know relevant and grounded in herself and just i mean man that woman worked Find time to work hard. those biceps. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> right. She worked out every single day. Yeah. Oh, come on. That I believe it. <laughs> That's bullshit, I believe it too. Man. It was probably she, the only she time she got to be by herself. She totally did. And I think that just like the level of discipline that she had mm-hmm. in her life, I totally believe she That was probably the only day. time she was alone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good point. So she was like, great, I'm going to be doing this for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I get it. I used yeah. to go to the gym just because I could shower by myself. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, only, like, in a little stall in a public bathroom. But at least I knew that no one was going to, like, you know, open the door and be like, can I pee? <laughs> right. Like, I'm getting in. No. no. Why? I get it. I get it. Why? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I get it. Okay. 
Uh, Michelle Obama went on Conan O'Brien's podcast like last year. Which I, yeah, and that to me was like, all right. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's yeah. the moment that she won you over? Yeah. Before, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't like, know. Whatever. <laughs> There's something I've always wondered about first families in general. Is there some kind of thing they sign where they promise to be humble about the perks? Mm. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, you never really hear any of them being like, this is bomb. <laughs> like, all the things that are in movies where they're like, you can get a sandwich anytime you want. You can go bowling. Uh-huh. Like, they never actually talk about any of that stuff. And I wonder if there's, like, a thing where they're like, nope, that's gauche. I'm not going to. I don't know. In the first, <laughs> in, like, the first chapter of this book, she talked about, like, being, like, her first day or whatever out of the White House, like, in their new, in their new house. Uh-huh. And how she got up and, like, went down to the kitchen and made herself some cheese toast and didn't have to tell anyone what she was doing and could just open the damn window right. and sit outside and eat her cheese toast that she made herself and wash her dish and no one offered to like get it for her and she was like right. uh. oh sure <laughs> definitely but at the beginning it's got to feel really good <laughs> that's true mm-hmm. like, especially you when you what? have kids that age that are probably just like what like <laughs> yeah. that's got to feel good oh god but you would you could so easily ruin those kids Forever, oh, if you yeah. like pizza rolls anytime you want. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, we're we're we haven't touched on the issue of race here in this conversation, and that is, of oh, course, a, 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 a I wasn't going to that is a okay. theme, of course, <laughs> that runs through the book. But for her, I mean, she talks about like you know coming into the White House and like and and working with people who are like, um, you know, in a servitude role, and and many of whom are black, and 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 not wanting her daughters to get the wrong idea, and not wanting them to like feel unappreciated or like servants so it's like they were breaking ground in that way in terms of like uh being you know being black and being from um like humble beginnings themselves um so i I don't think it was quite that like yeah she talks about her mother specifically and her mother um made it a point to like do her own laundry and like sneak away keep herself really ambiguous even though her mother lived in the white house like sneak her away mother lived and, in the white house mm-hmm, I yeah i know that part yet either um and like for sneak away and f- the whole eight years the whole time yeah, yeah. She wasn't she there for the girls like yeah, they wanted she, her to be there originally it was supposed to be temporary but then she ended up staying michelle really wanted her there and I she didn't, didn't want to be there yeah yeah huh. because she kept How herself lovely. really um anonymous and was was really bent on like living her life the way that she would live and i guess she would go out and people would be like you look a lot like michelle obama's mom and she'd be like i get that a lot did she <laughs> you know? not have a secret service detail or anything i think she declined that is what i remember yeah a lot of the the domestic staff in the white house too has been there for generations mm-hmm. like they're literally like their families have been working in the white house as the in this specific role for multiple generations so yeah i had not considered how how that could change that. Yeah, I think their relationship to servitude is probably a lot different than, you know, and like if I was like in there and I was white and I was like, Woo-hoo! like the, like the you know, Bush, right. the Bush family, served. for example. Yeah, yeah, they're just like, okay, there's something inherently wrong about this, right. you know, um, and, and seemed humble. But although she, she did talk about how Barack like hated anything domestic, you know, like food or like preparing meals or doing laundry. He didn't get any comfort from stuff like that. So for him, it was a big relief. That was to, fine. Yeah, yeah, to have all that stuff taken care of. You know, he didn't feel like he needed to like, um, you know, come home and make a cauliflower soup or whatever to, to <laughs> come ground right. himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. If I had somebody <laughs> just to do the laundry. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. It you might can be pick worth. one thing. What do you pick? Yours laundry. Laundry. Okay, what do you pick? 100%. Jessica? cooking meals 
cooking Hate all it. your meals. Yeah, food. Mm. So stressful. I'd say laundry. Mm-hmm. Just laundry. I hate, yeah, I hate everything about it. Are we on the ship? The creaking people walking upstairs. I don't know if you can hear that. Can I can I count general cleaning? Is that one thing or is that not one thing? That's like too just many like house things. cleaning. You can say like toilet. Like clean oh. the toilet. Oh bathrooms. Yeah. No, I mean if you were to pay somebody, they'd come in and do a general clean. Yeah, you're right. Cleaning. Cleaning. Yeah. House. Like a wiping yeah. of the things and stuff. I'd have to pick that if I'm gonna be responsible mm-hmm. about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. What would you pick? <laughs> Steven. You probably well, we're just going. <laughs> Steven doesn't do any of that. It's <laughs> He's like, you know, it's already all done for me. So uh, yeah, uh, what's the one where what do like I do? the thing that you eat on, <laughs> and then you put it in the other, like the box, <laughs> the big wet box. Yeah, what's that? You what's know, that? or you, you know, you like put it on the the thing that is in your kitchen, right. And right in the middle where the chairs are around, and then when you come back later, mm-hmm. it's gone. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> those things. The dishes, the dishes, doing the dishes. I don't yeah. mind the dishes. No, probably laundry. Oh man, yeah. Huh. Clothes. Uh-huh. I kind of like. I kind of like cleaning generally. Yeah. I get into that, you know, mm-hmm. and I do like vacuuming. Like mm-hmm. I like cleaning, but I don't like having to be on top of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when I want to clean something, I really enjoy it. But I, if somebody else did it all the time, that'd be great. Yeah. Laundry, I don't mind. When I lived with my ex, he never did anything. And when I moved out, I started vacuuming. I started enjoying vacuuming again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I got vacuuming back for myself. Yeah. yeah. Vacuuming I great do again. Like, yes, I do. Nice. I really do like vacuuming, yeah. I realized. As long as I'm not doing it in spite. Right. <laughs> right. Ooh, there's nothing worse than an angry vacuum. <laughs> like that's... <laughs> angry vacuum and an angry like putting away of dishes are the, <laughs> are the most upsetting for like other people around you. <laughs> See, for me, I go right to like... Rage, uh, yard work. Oh, yard work. <laughs> I, ooh, <laughs> that one's iffy. <laughs> it's all iffy. Laundry. I mean, you can play like a video in the background while you're folding clothes. Mm. Like yeah. Yeah. You have option. to do. Let's say today you have to do laundry or yard work. What are you yeah. picking? Laundry. Then you need someone to do yard work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing with laundry for me is that, uh, like, it, sometimes something will like clog up the pipes you know what i mean like in the the chain of laundry stuff right yeah. where like there'll be like a huge load of like children's clothes and then ashley or i will go to like put something in the washer at like you know like 11 30 at night and then mm-hmm. you've well, forgotten you, to put the stuff in the dryer well, or yeah you'll like open the dryer and you're just be like oh fuck there's a hundred kids clothes in here <laughs> we have to fold like 17 percent more than we normally would yeah. <laughs> and then we're just like well i'm not gonna wash these clothes now <laughs> i'm going to bed right yeah no that's definitely there's definitely there's definitely a lot of margin for gumming up the laundry yeah, work that's definitely yeah. something that needs to stay yeah and, and my problem my two problems with laundry is one i'm so add that you know if I don't set like my timer on my stove, because my laundry's in the basement, if I don't set it to remind me to go down and switch it over, then I will forget, and then I have to rewash it nine times. Mildew. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. And then the other problem is that it's in the basement, so I can't see it, and if uh. I don't see it, it's not real. <laughs> yeah. You know. That's and then like home. never again. I'll never live in another place where the laundry is in the basement like yeah. at least at least when you have a laundry unit like in an apartment complex you have to get it you have to you do have it to. you have to go finish it you <laughs> don't want to see your neighbors doing. wearing your your no. jeans no <laughs> I, I one time i walked in on some people fucking 
in the laundry room. Oh, wow. nice. I'm like, Hell this yeah. is a public space. Also, you live in the building. Why not just yeah. go on I up? <laughs> like, I hope. I mean, <laughs> right. the heat of the moment. Maybe you're really into the smell of Tide Pods or like, something. It smells <laughs> great in there. Let's just, Todd, come on. You know, what ch- you know what chore <laughs> isn't those people's least favorite chore. Uh, <laughs> and let that be a lesson to us all. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we all need to take a lesson. That's right. From them. From God. Do the laundry laundry. and do the fucking. So to bring it back to the book. Uh, (laughs) Right, 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 right. right. Also, where do the socks go? What the hell? Okay. (laughs) So um, prior to Barack becoming president, they were just getting really busy. And he was in the Senate and stuff. And Michelle had a point where she hired like a personal chef. Mm. And that was a big turning point for her. And she talks about it in terms of like, they were like one of her daughters was gaining weight and she was worried about her health and stuff. Some of the book felt a little bit like justifying. I don't know if you felt like this. Mm-hmm. It felt like she had to justify some some things like she had to justify that that p- part of her life of like any time. Like when they moved into the White House, um, normally they get like a one hundred thousand dollar budget to refurnish the White House. But Barack had to pay wanted to pay for it on his own mm-hmm. right so yeah. there were certain moments like that and that was definitely one of them but that was a choice that she had that she had made for their family of like i can't do i can't work and be a mom and support my husband's campaign and provide healthy meals for my kids so they hired they hired a chef um and i guess that's you know that was the one thing for her that was like this is important enough to do but she felt like she had justified that in the book do you feel that's i that was kind of my sense running through the book at certain points yeah Mm -hmm. i think so i didn't really think about that way till you said it but now i can definitely see that as far as like it's probably it did there are certain things where you're like oh yeah there probably was a big buzz around x whatever maybe maybe it's hiring a personal chef Mm -hmm. during the campaign where there was a lot of bad press or like she spoke to and um, wh- who, one of her daughters was sick in Hawaii and there was a really important vote and um, Brock didn't make it back in time to vote as far as in favor of this bill. That was a really big deal and everyone was really upset as far as saying that he wasn't taking his job seriously and she was like, no, th- it was important. She had a, our daughter was in the emergency room. We didn't know if she was yeah. going to be okay and I needed my husband there and that was never a question as far as that he was going to be there for our family. And moments like that, it definitely felt like she was trying to tell her side of the story, I suppose, as far as in like where there maybe was bad press or people turn yeah, it into yeah. something more than it was. Oh, I know. Right. I, to- I totally get that. Like if I went yeah. out and hired a personal chef right now, like you guys would all totally roll your eyes at me. You'd be like, <laughs> really? Like there would be eyebrows. No, I'd be like, when am I coming over for dinner? Seriously. And I would be like, immediately, what do you want? I'd be like, right. you have so much time for activities. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I totally think about working out. Because yeah. like I, because like yeah, sure. If your husband's running for senate and you're a high, you know, high price attorney and this mm-hmm. and this and this and this and this, but when you say that, it's like yeah, yeah. If you did that, people would absolutely. So yeah, it is a double standard in any yeah. bracket of income because mm-hmm. it would like maybe you need it just as much. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like that is totally a double standard. Yeah. Right. And it's like, yeah, then like this perception of being less than because you can't mm-hmm. do it all, Especially as whatever a woman. it all. Yeah, right. as exactly. a woman, like if you were yep. a, if you were a single dad doing that, nobody would think twice. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because men don't not know how to do laundry and dishes anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but I mean, like for sure, if, 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 like even imagine a world where I could figure out a way to like budget that in. <laughs> right. Like if I if I even if I could if I could yeah. and I did, you'd yeah. still be like. 
really what? <laughs> yeah. I'm like no i mean like it's important and i figured it out you'd still be like oh okay yeah princess you know <laughs> like yeah like yeah, i, I get it i get i totally standard. get how she would be like no but i mean like I kind of had to so like I get I get the feeling of having to justify that yeah you know yeah absolutely I think she had to probably justify it in the moment but some mm-hmm. of it felt like she had to go back and justify it like yeah, this totally. was probably just like partly just her feeling like that like coming from a place of of, mm-hmm. of you know like her underprivileged background or whatever yeah to then get to a place where she has a personal chef probably is like but I really yeah. kind of had to but she shouldn't you know? have to she like you know she to. shouldn't have to also mm-hmm. do that work right to go back in a book and say oh we got a personal chef and this is why and no blah, she blah, shouldn't blah, blah, have blah. to she but i understand why to. she why right. she would absolutely yeah, probably, yeah. Like, and that was probably a big it. moment for her mm-hmm. like that was probably a big moment for her to like yeah. be like oh i can i can do this i can take this on oh it's absolutely. okay she talks about you the know? guilt of like being a mom you know like of wanting to be a good mother and then feeling like oh my gosh now my child has you know is basically has pre-diabetes or whatever mm-hmm. not pre-diabetes she was gaining weight or something it was like a, con- a little bit of a concern and um like wrestling the guilt of that but like not being able to provide these healthy meals and so it's like it was a, a yeah it was like a, some sort of a trade-off but it was like you damned yeah. if you do damned if you don't mm-hmm. kind of a thing oh, she, yeah. she goes sure. back to that a lot in the book and i feel like a big part of it for her too is like feeling so she always wanted to have a career she always always wanted to have her own life and i mean if you can imagine having your husband being a, the president of the united states as far as like how to not let that become you <laughs> right right and so i think that like that's part your of, life honey so. yeah. <laughs> exactly and like to be able to kind of i think it was important for her and maybe a place where she also felt like she had to justify herself and perhaps as a woman um as far as in staking out her claim to a career right as far as like my career is important i want to do this i'm going to make time for it and yes that means i need help in preparing healthy meals for my kids and like Mm -hmm. i think that i i think that that's something that women face on a regular basis as far as like wanting to have a life for yourself and feeling like you have to maybe sacrifice that for your family or for you know responsibility but Right. Yeah. I feel that way with my cats all the time. I bet. Yeah. What? They're needy. Mm-hmm. They yeah, need you. They are. They're yeah. very needy. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Healthy meals for cats. <laughs> so I had to hire a cat chef. <laughs> you understand. <laughs> you understand. It's just what I had to do. I had to. A no grain. I need a, a no grain gravy twice per day. And <laughs> no, I'm going to so want to taste test well, that. She's very sensitive to you. She can't just have dry kibble. It has to be gravy kibble. Organic. <laughs> I get it. Tender gums. Um, you know how it is with those. Yeah. Cats. I feel like if Michelle were here right now, she'd just go error. No, she would. <laughs> no, she would no, not. I don't think she would. She would not. <laughs> she would laugh and laugh and then arm wrestle us and we'd all die. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd yeah. all be best friends. And she'd love us forever. And she'd dedicate her next book to us. <laughs> Mm. You know, something that wait. impresses me about her every time she does a cameo like when mm-hmm. she's on a tv show or something she never you know how they're always they're always like when the people are doing their bit like they're getting all crazy and be like oh my god i can't believe i'm meeting you the person you can always see on their face where they're kind of like i'm on a tv show <laughs> like you can just kind of see it and she she always pulls it off perfectly mm-hmm like you know like Amy Poehler's losing her shit in front of her just losing her shit and crying and grabbing things trying to take her clothes off all this kind of crazy <laughs> shit and, and Michelle Obama's just like no it's great meeting you yeah. <laughs> totally fine has Michelle Obama ever so been cool. on Saturday Night Live oh. I don't know I Lauren don't know. 
you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, honey, listen. <laughs> We got someone for you. It seems unlikely that she hasn't. It does seem unlikely, but I feel like I would remember that. Yeah. I know, totally. I think she has. Has she? Mm-hmm. It seems right. Do you remember the bitch? What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> I heard bitch as well. <laughs> did, you, did you just... <laughs> She, I, I did said, say bitch, but I didn't bitch. mean like <laughs> it sounded like bitch. Don't you remember the bitch? Like, what? <laughs> Michelle Obama. <laughs> this is when we would dub in Michelle Obama. Purse so heavy, getting no Prada dollars. Yeah. Mm. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> He's proved himself wrong. Oh. <sighs> That's wow, funny. I don't think I I could ever imagine you even saying the word bitch, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew it was. I can imagine it now. <laughs> now I can. Yeah. I totally imagine it. Um, <laughs> stay tuned for this episode of Overbooked when special guest Jessica Burke calls Michelle Obama a bitch. <laughs> 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 of all the people, too. I guess we're gonna have to put her on our list of people we're beefing with. I guess we are not. I will not beef. With M bombs, M bombs. <laughs> no, I don't want to. But I do feel like, like Jessica's forcing us into it. So, <laughs> so I don't know what to do. <laughs> Wait, is there a list? Is there a beef list? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. We're beefing yeah, with we're Reese beefing. Witherspoon. Yeah. Oh uh, wow. Kind of. Well, Dolly Parton's fans. Only Dolly Parton's fans, not okay. Dolly Parton. Fair enough. Uh, uh, somebody else. Oh, the guy. Um, oh the, shoot! The creepy, creepy old. Um, What's his director name? guy? Oh, oh, oh. Who apparates? Uh, uh, the, from uh, Henry Selleck. Uh, Henry Selleck. Like from, uh, you know, that did like Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's kind of yeah. just like an old gaunt man. He's like an old Mr. Burns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we've, we've, we've made fun of him a lot. So he's, <laughs> his estate is probably mad at us. I, feel like <laughs> I assume he's dead. I, don't know. I feel I, like we, we maybe accidentally started a beef with Oprah, but we really, really, really we, didn't. We dialed to. it back. We dialed yeah. it back real quick. <laughs> it was coming on. Uh, Shannon, Shannon. I, oh, I Shannon. Beef with Shannon. Oh, that, that's, Shannon. That was you personally. Reader Shannon with, with Reader Shannon. Yeah, it's different. Oh, okay. um, she likes the radio version of that Moana song better than the. Like film version. <laughs> now you're bringing back the beef. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, Steven's Shannon, bringing him back on. the beef. <laughs> how, can, how can you do that? Always. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, like, go on. I feel like there are more celebrity beefs, but I can't think of them. We'll go, so, back. We'll go uh, back and listen. Dolly Parton's fans, is yeah. it the old time fans or like the new fans who have decided that Dolly Parton actually is cool? Or all of them? It's the all above? of them. All okay. of them. It's pretty right. much all of them. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Are you a fan? I don't want to bring that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you I'm a fan? I'm intrigued by her. I am also I, a fan. Yeah, we're big fans. Yeah, we're huge oh, fans. Okay, got it. Yeah. So our beef is with ourselves, really. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's true. This, this podcast, no, Dolly Parton's America. Have you heard yeah. of this? I just heard on the radio today they were it's talking great. about they were talking about it um, in terms of like how relevant it is for our current political climate and about how how relevant Dolly Parton's music was for our current and how she was she walked the line and it was good for times of dividedness she's seen us through all these social movements have you guys listened yeah it's really good yeah i haven't listened it's thinking about listening it's a podcast mm-hmm. yeah dolly parton's america i've been listening to, to this to book the guy, from, <laughs> the guy that does you know jad appenrod that does radio lab uh-huh. he he produced it and um. he was not a fan before he just th- saw this moment and saw what she just des- what beth just described and so he produced the podcast and oh, interviews her and very everything cool it's very good i'd like to listen to that and you can and i love jad <laughs> 
Thanks. <laughs> Wait, Dolly Parton's still alive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, you're going to start talking you? like a huge amounts of shit about her now. No. <laughs> no. She's no, still never. alive, right? Oh, okay, fuck no, her. Then. <laughs> no. Like, no. Big never. fans. Big fans. Huge fans. Um, what other things do we need to discuss about this? But you you brought a whole bunch of um, notes and things. Well, I just had I just had a, I just had those. I think I said most of it. Oh, I did like because this fits with our whole Ernie and Bert thing. Mm. Um because of our thing of where every twosome there's an Ernie and there's a Bert, right? And so she described, um, she described Barack as, as a thick-skinned optimist and herself as a person who facing criticism will tend towards self-doubt. And I was like, <gasps> she's, she's the, the Bert? Yeah. Oh my God. Weird. I hadn't expected that, but now it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Hmm. You've seen him down on the floor playing with the babies in the White yeah, House. Yeah, and she's <laughs> like, we have things to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. I can see it. So yeah, he's the Ernie and she's the bird. Interesting. Mm-hmm. She talks about how, and I just listened to this part. This is why it's fresh in my memory. But she talks about how like her, you know, her Secret Service detail and the the girls' Secret Service detail and all of the the things that surround them were all in service to him. Mm-hmm. And how like she didn't want to set that precedent, but like th- like he couldn't effectively run the country if their safety was of concern, right? Or if right. something happened to no, them. Yeah, that's true. And he's, it's, it, for me, the book really begged me. I wanted to know more about him and who he was because almost in the book, maybe one of the things that has helped their partnership for so long, I, I do get that, that uh, aura of mystery about him that almost makes him seem, seem inhuman in a way. Like there's something about him that you just kind of can't put your finger on that transcends, you know, um, regular old humanity or whatever palpability or something that was the that was the kind of sense i got from her perspective um it made me want to did he write a book he probably did yeah dreams of my father yeah is that right but that but that was before that was before he was president but he hasn't written anything after Mm -hmm. no interesting so he's keeping the mystery alive Mm -hmm. yeah although did you see him eating, eating noodles, sitting on a milk cart with Anthony Bourdain in the Philippines or something? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that. Was that the Philippines? That. Or was that? I can't remember. Vietnam. I don't even Some... remember if I saw it or you just told me about Maybe. it. Maybe. But it sounds very <laughs> I don't familiar. Know, but I'm like, this, oh, God. Mm. Look at look at those two. <laughs> look at those look two. Look at those two beautiful specimens God, yes. sitting on yeah, a milk cart <laughs> eating some hot nudes. God damn. Hot nudes. Hot nudes. Hot nudes. Hot nudes. <laughs> There, there was a really, so to your point of him, like Brock being kind of this um, uh, creature of mystery, or I don't know exactly like the right words for it, but um, he strikes me as being someone who's just so intellectual, right? Like so kind of like up, way up in the sky as far as like in his thinking. And um, one of the stories that Michelle gave in the book that really stuck with me is like, she woke up at 2 a.m. in the morning one morning he was like wide awake, just staring at the ceiling. She's like, what are you, what's going on? What are you thinking about? And he was like, oh income inequality or like you know just like trying to, like, <laughs> right. like trying to solve the problems of like uh, income inequality at 2 a.m in the morning if you were the kind of guy though who had who had or not guy but just like the person who had the ability to solve income yeah. inequality yeah like if you were you were in a position to like yeah. potentially solve it i can yeah. see how that would be like 
Yeah, I'm just going to keep me awake. Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be yeah. thinking about this all night. My biggest problem is what are we going to have for dinner this week? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, that keeps me awake. I don't know. Absolutely. If I was like, well, that shit. part was when they were first started dating. This was, was even before he was president. No, it was before was he was an elected official. He was yeah. just a lawyer. Yeah. Oh, he was just he a guy was thinking law, about law income No, he yeah. wasn't even done with law school yeah, yet. Exactly. This is when they like spent the summer together yep. um, before he went back to finish his mm-hmm. law degree. Yeah. This was like way, way, mm-hmm. way far See, that seems that. like the kind of person who should be president. Totally. Yeah. As opposed to however, more. <laughs> however, if I was just dating a guy and spending the summer with him and he was awake <laughs> at 2 o'clock in the morning and I said, what are you thinking about? And he said, in- income inequality. I'd be like, okay. It's pretty adorable the way oh, okay. she describes this this sublet that he had too, like um, the mattress on the floor kind of a thing, like very bare bones furnished. Sure, like, sure. like this was where she stayed with him, you know, but it was like, his you know, even though was she, made of cinder blocks. Even though she was exactly. like, <laughs> she was like a Yale graduate from law school and like a, you know, like a, a in a big lawyer, you know, in, working in a big law firm, she was still like in that like hazy love time where you're like, it's okay because I love this person. And this mattress came from somewhere else, and right. I'm not going to think about it. <laughs> right. This mattress is on the floor, and we can hear the traffic outside. Like it's, but it's okay. How many we're... people have owned this futon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not important. There were a lot of like very like grounding moments like that in the mm-hmm. book that I really appreciated. That just the average person could probably relate to. You know, that's nice. Yeah, hooking up with a dude with a mattress on the floor mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Real people. Yeah. I just realized. I'm going back to your fancy law firm job. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. <laughs> I just realized that it's been years and years since I have had a, you know, pre-owned futon. Yeah. Like, just, oh, I just, yeah. I haven't thought about it. Like, oh, yeah. man. Good I, for I'm you. Out of, the, out of the pre-owned futon phase of my life, maybe. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so I'm not did you the buy a new? Phase, no, not pre-owned furniture, Mm-mm. but futon specifically. Yeah. I feel like yeah. <laughs> it's a specific. That's when you hand down. Yeah. I like, I like where Jessica was going with that question. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you were going with that. <laughs> I was just curious if that meant that you were buying new futons. If no, I'm not buying any futons. <laughs> I haven't bought any futons in a while. <laughs> but just the idea There's that layers. she doesn't have to have a futon. <laughs> yeah. That's the big, that's the no, thing. I'm still, I still don't have any like... I mean, just recently, I took a free couch, like just the other day. But it's not right. a futon, and I feel like yeah, that's a step up. Yeah, that's a step up. I, <laughs> I don't know why you'd buy a new piece of furniture, really. Yeah. I mean, I do know yeah. why I get it for sure, but it, like, in my world, like, I've got a lot of boys. We just met. You don't know this about me. I've got a lot of boys. No, and I, all my furniture is going to get ruined, and yeah. it doesn't make immediately. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, boys and a dog. Like it makes no sense for me to have anything of quality. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like period. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, I literally have a couch on reserve in my garage for when my children stop making messes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm not kidding. Like it's been used very lightly, and it's just sitting there waiting until I can be like, okay, I think we're safe. <laughs> I think we can do it. <laughs> Yeah. And then one of them's going to puke on oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm not going to do it until they're like 27. <laughs> but even still, even they're going to be back. They're going to puke on it. They're going to Thanksgiving and just yeah. dump over the glass <laughs> of red wine. Yeah. Perfect. Throw up eggnog. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Oh, That's the worst thing you've anything. ever said. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't think of anything that would soak into a I couch. I used to love eggnog. Oh. I used to love that couch. Not now. <laughs> Oh, oh man, you'd never no no amount of Febreze in the world would get eggnog oh. puke out of any kind of upholstery. Nope, <laughs> it's done. <laughs> it's 
over burn it it's a bonfire now no wait we didn't ask this at the beginning but we can ask oh. it now and because then we can also find out what jessica and beth are reading okay oh how are you I read reading anything? anything well i'm reading i'm well i'm ear reading becoming by michelle obama ah uh, yes okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah steven you're reading anything? Uh, are you still on your like eight book eight book split read I've just been, yeah, well, I've just been doing like... Just You're doing pick, the free read. Yeah, I'll just pick up a book off the shelf and just read it for a little bit and yeah. then put it back. Yeah, so uh, I read a little bit of The Power of Now. Uh, <laughs> just now, just a little bit. Just right now. Yeah, <laughs> Power of Right the Second. <laughs> and then uh, read a little bit of uh, Lila by uh, Robert Persig, the guy who wrote Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Okay. It's his follow-up uh, book. Okay. Read a little couple of pages of that. It's very small print though, so I was like, I'm only gonna read. It feels like you got something done. But other than that, no, not really anything consistently. Right. Jinx, what do you read? Um, I'm still reading that history of hysteria book. Oh, and I started reading Mary Roach Bonk, which I can't remember oh, if we talked right. about We'd... that before or not, but that was the one I we hadn't read. Yeah, we have not read that one. And I don't we talked about it in real life. I don't know if we talked about it here. It is um, all of her books are the science of something, right? Right. So she did the science of the afterlife and the science of um, and we death. Did. And Which one did we 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 read one of them here? Stiff, stiff. stiff. We did yeah. stiff, uh, but this one is science and sex. So, it was, but it's all like it's very very. I don't know if you read any Mary Roach, but it's very science, but yet very readable. Yeah, mm. it's really good. Um, and then I started reading or ear reading that calm the fuck down. That was the companion guide to the fuck me oh. that we did last week. <laughs> right. And then I actually used the skills when I lost my phone and had no idea where my phone was. You did? What skills did you use? I actually used the like, okay, has the thing happened? Yes, the thing happened. What can I control about this? What can't I control about this? Uh-huh. I was like, okay, what I can control is I could walk through my steps and figure out if it's here somewhere. Or I can just keep it together and see if it turns up. That's what I can control. Okay. What I can't control is where the goddamn phone is. So <laughs> worrying about it isn't going to matter. So then I just started like going through the steps. I went through my house where I was. I went through everything I wore. I went to clean out my car. And in the middle of cleaning out my car, I remembered that I set it down at that show we went to and was instantly like, I know where it is. But, I, but it was two days and I did not freak out. Wow. Uh, yeah. And I normally would have freaked the fuck out. Like nice. I would have been screaming and freaking out. And, so, you, and you ended up finding it. Ended up finding it, didn't nice. freak out once. Totally. I had to kind of detach myself a little. Like, I had to kind of be like, don't freak out about the crazy. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but We're it good. worked. I didn't freak out. So, good. But I'm good. only partway through. Is it, <laughs> so is it we'll a comedy see. book? Or is it? No, it's 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 straight up self-help of just nice. like, don't yeah. freak out. Yeah. yeah. I could probably I use that. <laughs> <laughs> Free from the library. Wait, you yeah, lost the book? I lost my phone. Oh, your phone. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> you were freaking you were, you were, you you freak out. You lost an irony. audio book and you were freaking out? <laughs> you lost the book. Okay. Beth, Sorry. what are you reading this week? Yeah, Have what you are you read reading, anything? I'm reading a novel. It's called The Blue Shoe by Anne Lamott. Okay. Um, yeah. I've heard of her. I like Anne Lamott. Yeah. Okay. I've, is it good? You like it? I've read her book, Bird by Bird, which is a book for like tips on writing, and she has a great YouTube ted talk on that's on youtube i have seen it and she is such an interesting cat she absolutely is yeah Yeah, it's like the 12 lessons of life or something (laughs) like that um that are great and i rewatch that quite frequently especially when i'm feeling really down this is the first novel of hers i read and um yeah i like it it's one of those books that's like about a, a you know female character who is 
messed up but still lovable kind of a you know we like those people right? <laughs> so, so yeah i'm clipping along through it it's nice nice bedtime reading okay oh, pretty relaxing. Right. Yeah. jessica what are you reading i actually just finished a book last night the dutch house by ann pedgett Ooh, so yeah yeah so beth was talking about the how he went to see her speak and then she also gave books out to everyone or her most recent book and that was the book and um really enjoyed it i really like her as an author she's very subtle in her writing so mm. as far as like Whereas some some writers or uh, I feel like will kind of um, make things so explicit you can see what's coming. She's the type of author that you kind of discover the different layers of stories as you go. Um, and this one definitely had an interesting twist at the end. So okay. oh. All right. I cried so hard at the end of Did that you? book. Did you cry at all? I, I didn't cry. Oh, no. I, I don't Wait, know what why. made you cry. I don't know. I just fucking bawled at the yeah. end of that book. Yeah, and I hugged it to my chest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why? What would make me cry? Cause, cause she finished it. Is that why? <laughs> Is that what it was? I did it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's definitely not a like big, bright bow, happy ending. As far uh. as like, there's just. Um, and it's also not like a tragic ending either. It's just yeah. kind of life and it's all life. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like mm. life, you know, takes you through these things. And right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I could see where that would also be very strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, there it is. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. All right. The end. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the always. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to move through life a little bit darker now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you do you write also? Uh, I do not write. No. Okay. Mm. Do right. any of y'all? Any of y'all writers? Yeah. Uh, I mean, jokes that I don't feel like it really counts. That's like I wouldn't call myself an author. <laughs> 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 what do you write, Beth? Uh, I journal a lot and I write letters a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay. Angry mm. letters. I'm working on essays and stuff. No. Um, more like of I don't know how to describe it. Like Ken Burns. I don't know. I get dearest like, mother. The winter has been harsh. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like that. Yeah, I don't know. I get this thing that comes into me, and I just, I do it. And Are they to a specific person or thing, or is it just like an abstract? Uh, I used to write a lot of letters to my mom, my bio mom, yeah. uh, when we were getting to know each other a lot. And then um, I stopped for a while, and like some friends when I worked for Outward Bound because I was in the woods a lot. And then this year I, I actually wrote Christmas cards, and I... Oh. I wrote like 12 Christmas cards and I really personalized them. Hey. Um, into kind of letter format. That's delightful. Into That's whatever nice. came to mind for that person. So, That's nice. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Hmm. Maybe I will send Valentine's. Hmm. Maybe yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. yeah, I like that. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had I'm probably not going to, but I'm going to think about <laughs> it. Pretend that I did it, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so I, I'm 31 and my friend a lot of my friends are just kind of like starting families and stuff like that mm -hmm. so we're at the first point in our lives where we're getting christmas cards from friends oh yeah mm -hmm. and i used to think it was so stupid like so stupid yeah <laughs> and then our, our, and you get one and you're like oh my heart yeah we got one from a friend <laughs> that lives in uh, oregon that i went to high school with that i don't really talk to that often but when we see each other it's always like yeah, yeah. We're, we're buds and he has a like a almost two-year-old kid i think mm -hmm. and seeing them all as like a family because they're not on like social media or anything so seeing their card i was like oh my god 
I, yeah. love, I love you guys. <laughs> it was yeah. really nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I took down I took down all my Christmas decorations like a week ago, but I still have Christmas cards hanging up because we just, just got rid of them. the cards. Yeah, and we had everything down, but the cards just went like yesterday. Yeah, they're still up. I, I mean, I kept up. them. I put them all in the box of Christmas stuff all the time. Because just in case we don't get any next year, <laughs> you can put them up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be those people. <laughs> I don't want to keep them handy. Does she have any friends? I, I don't. You know what? This year, yeah. But next year, who knows? knows? Life knows. is uncertain. Save your Christmas cards. <laughs> it's been so nice having you here. I am so glad you guys came. Yeah. I awesome. I feel like we had real book. Club. We've talked about a goddamn book the whole time. The whole time. More or less. Except when we <laughs> talked about chores. <laughs> but that was just like that a was, little, that was like when we go back into the kitchen to like refill plates or right, whatever absolutely. and then you sit back down and you go back to the book. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes yeah. we don't talk about this book at all. No. Sometimes, Sometimes we're like, we oh yeah, there. there's a book. Mm. Or we're like, this was that's a good book. Of. Yeah. It's, it's, it feels good to talk about a book. It feels yeah. good to talk about a book. Yeah. That's why I guess people do this. Book and I get why, try this. I get why in book club <laughs> you feel more compelled to read it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Because like I was like, I want to know some things to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, accountability. Accountability. You know what the funniest <gasps> example to me of the show not talking about the book is <laughs> is the episode where Jinx was not here and it was just oh my Alicia God. And, I, and so we decided we were going to re uh, talk about the Guns N' Roses book Gina. but because we were like well we could use it to talk about like gun gun, gun control. control and so we ended up not talking about the book and then we ended up not talking about gun control <laughs> <laughs> We only talked about guns. <laughs> we talked about putting coffee, coffee pots in your room. <laughs> that's great. That's linked. I feel like that's handy. That's mm. awesome. Beth, yeah. do you have any comedy shows coming up after Thursday? Yeah, so I'm running a weekly show, uh, the Boise Happy Hour Comedy Showcase. It's uh, 6 to 7.15 uh, every Tuesday at the Downtown Edge Brewing. And the format of that is uh, free to watch, pay to heckle. So comedians are stretching their time a little bit and the audience is uh, encouraged to participate if they pay where's the edge oh so they pay ahead mm -hmm. like they pay for the right to heckle exactly oh, yeah okay. mm -hmm. okay. and then they get to heckle and then comedians get to play off of that which you know is a thing in comedy people will heckle and it's hard for comedians to get experience with that in yeah. a place that it's low stakes so it's low stakes um but it just in encourages mm, that stakes. kind of show mm. yeah that and is you said different. six o'clock Six to seven fifteen, seven thirty. Yeah, you can just you can just stop there for a drink At after work. Downtown. Where is the edge downtown? Where is it's that? right next to District Coffee on Tenth Street. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, okay, 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 okay. Sure. Yeah, it's in upstairs yeah. in this little room. It's, it's it's super sweet. Of course, I want to book you guys. Oh, it's right downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's handy. I never know. I don't. I never know where anything is. I never know where anything is. And that's every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Yes. There it is. I'm attempting to book a weekly showcase. Fuck me. What about you, Jessica? <laughs> you have any? You have anything coming up you want to plug? Ah, uh, gosh. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna do the dishes later. Nothing with the Girl Scouts. What's the Girl Scouts going on? You got anything? 
going on? Are you anything happening? Scouts? Any fundraisers? What's happening? <laughs> I I do work for the Girl Scouts. I'm a paid staff member. Yep. Nice. Um, cookie sales just started, so if people yeah. are interested. Get a load of this. <laughs> get a load of this little nugget. Inside intel. I just found a box of Girl Scout cookies that I hid from myself <laughs> when they came in the spring. I hid it, you yeah, know, so that yeah. no one else would eat it. Yeah. And then I was cleaning up my closet this weekend, and I found it. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look, now you found a new dealer. A new <laughs> dealer. Yeah. That's awesome. Can hook you up. Yeah. Uh, there's a new cookie. It's what? Yeah, Lemon up, yeah. So you'll have to what try it. What is it? What's Are you the... allowed to talk about it? Can you it, tell it me? is no longer embargo, so I am allowed to okay, talk about it. Okay, what is it? it? Tell but us it all about hush it. Hush for a long time. So okay. if you're into lemon, it's quite delicious. Okay. Um, it has lemon icing on top of it, uh. and then it's like a lemon, it's a nice lemon cookie. It's got a good crisp, and it has motivational it's statements crisp? on it. It's it's uh, not thin crisp, but like it, it has a nice like snap to it. Is it like one of those yeah. frosted oatmeal cookies? Like that kind of texture? Of like where it's a hard cookie? It is a hard cookie, yeah. So not a soft okay. oatmeal cookie, but yeah. Francie's going to love it. Yeah. It's very good. I'm now, re- are I there or it. are there not? Because I keep hearing yeah. rumors, and I'm so well, glad you're here to clear oh, this I'm, up. I hope I are there or are there not gluten-free Girl oh, Scout yeah, there cookies? Are. Yep. And does, every tr- does everyone sell them, or is it just like only these people or something? So uh, they are sold by every troop, um, it, where you might not see them is at booth sales. So that's uh, like if you're at Albertsons, it depends okay. on like kind of what the inventory is and what's get available. direct from the source. Yeah. Yeah. Are they good? Have you tried them? I I don't think I have tried that one. I'm all about the gluten. <sighs> <laughs> I just need to know. They've got to be good, right? Which Why would they bother? They good, yeah. Which you flavor know? is the gluten free? Ah, uh, you guys, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I think I think it's like a, I think they have like a chocolate <laughs> chip and a something. No, I don't think chocolate's in it's it. Not, I was thinking there was I can't a chocolate. Remember the name, one. But yeah, me for some. Yeah, I, don't I can't remember. Wanna, I'm gonna make I'll it. I have to look it up. Yeah. No. Well, it supports uh, a good cause too, so it all supports the Girl Scouts and all the work that they're doing. So I didn't know stuff. they had paid stuff. I thought it was I thought it was all just like you know my no, mom. No, there's people <laughs> <laughs> like, gonna organize that shit. It is mostly volunteer, so we are a mostly volunteer run organization, and then we have paid staff that support the volunteer operations. Does well. do yeah. each like are you like national Girl Scout cookie staffer? Or are you like Idaho branch? Oh, what's girl, it called? That? Is it Silver Sage here? You're amazing. That is, is that exactly what it is? What it is. Yeah. 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 I'm a yeah. lifetime Girl Scout. Thank you guys. Oh my God. Are you really? I am. That's so cool. <laughs> I was forced. It wasn't my choice. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Silver Sage. Oh, yeah. Silver that's Sage right. Council. Yeah. So that's part right. of Girl Scouts of the United States of America, which is the national organization. And then we're a council here in Southern Idaho. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm so impressed. Yeah. Mm. Oh, How many patches do you have? How many what? Patches. Oh, I think I have four now. Yeah. I know, but I'm I'm new to the organization, so I, I have a, a lot of potential. Stuff. Now they were going <laughs> to start or do something. Remember, we were talking about because they had started this thing where they were going to do adult scout troops at some point. Is that a real thing? That was that I don't think that was in the Girl Scouts. I think that was just like some some people in Portland, and we were like, yeah. Oh no, I think it was Girl Scouts that were going to. But but then we found out it was something about troop leader or something. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. Is that not a real thing either? Can you bring it up at the council? Can we start just like an adult Girl Scout troop? 
That sounds amazing. Yeah. You can absolutely be an adult volunteer, whether or not you have your own I don't own want to troop. volunteer. We just want to have our own troop. <laughs> no, we just, <laughs> we just want to eat cookies. We basically do this. this. We basically do this with, like, craft projects. <laughs> yeah, plus that thing where we, like, iron beads onto other yeah. beads. Yeah. 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 We're totally making set all day long. And we're going to make those pies. Mm. Yeah, we're going to make those. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. The, like, um, the little, the like, bread pies. The pinchy pies, yeah. I have a pinchy pie thing. Oh, see, we're so in. I just want the sash with the. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. We'll figure it out. That's though. what I want. That's what I want. Yeah. I want the sash and the and the pins. Okay. And then we sit here. Is there a way we that go. we can post like a link to sell cookies on our Facebook page or something? Oh wow! Um, you could link to our website, which then you can do a cookie locator. So then you can like uh, put in as find... far as where the nearest cookies are. But oh, all that's of great. We don't actually sell the cookies though. It's all the girls who sell the cookies. Well, and that's so, perfect because we have people yeah. all over that listen, so they can find their closest person. Sure. Yeah, but we've got a girl. We can. We can hook we can hook Maya up here. Oh yeah, sure, sure. If anybody needs cookies, let us know. <laughs> yeah, I had a hard time with that one. I had a hard time with that it. one. <laughs> Francie's just about old enough for brownies, huh? Oh, listen, old Francie would rock some brownies. She sure would. But I, I've had my fill. I think we'll just make Jessica do it. Right. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Perfect. She's yours now. How old is Francie? She is. Four. Almost okay. five. Right. Almost five. Yeah, yeah, she's gonna be five she soon. She can be a daisy next year. Yeah. A daisy, I forgot yeah. about daisy. Oh gosh, and they're so cute they with their really tunics cute. and the acorn hat. Yeah. Acorn hat. Yeah. Super <laughs> cute. I only have boys. I don't get any acorn hat. You can do it. Acorn hat. You can do it. You can be the troop leader. You, you can, can take her and just head right in. Right there. I mean, if you were willing to do it, I would totally do it. Think like of if the we were the troop leaders, you should see Ali shut up. Right now. We'd be the best troop leaders because you guys would ones, be so much fun. I'd be the ones to be like, you have to get your cookie order in by Friday, and you'd be the one that's like, yay! I can do that without girls, without being like anyone's absolutely. Yes, absolutely. No, no, not at all. Especially if it was us, because then you have. Yeah. You can just have Francie. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> then we just get Hadley in there when she's ready. Oh. Well, purpose is gone. Then we get <laughs> A whole new world. Uh, like, did you get a serotonin dump just now? Just a little bit. A hundred percent. I am. I can't even talk about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now there was now there was the older lady who had her own troop when I was growing up that didn't have any kids and never had any kids. So that was a little. We were all a little. Nobody wanted to be in in Merle's group. But so maybe (laughs) don't do that. Just keep a child attached to you. When when you're five, then you can join. Then you can join. That's that's how it works. That's five. Correct. Once you're a kindergartner. Once you're once once you have started kindergarten or once you have registered for kindergarten. No, Felicia re- wants in now. I, well, I just want to know, like, can I start recruiting them? Because I've got a bunch of five-year-old little girls in my life, yeah. you know? Absolutely. So that's a great question, and thank you for that question. So You're welcome. We can- <laughs> I'm so glad you asked that, Terry. <laughs> um, so we do have the opportunity for rising kindergartners as they go into the summer to join Girl Scouts so you don't and it's one of the really cool things as far as when going to kindergarten is scary for mom for Mm -hmm. you know for child for everyone and so if you can go into kindergarten with a group of friends already established your community already established then it just makes it that much better so yes you can join before you start kindergarten. (sighs) okay yeah here it is how many how many calling yeah yeah how many kids are typically in a uh troop uh, so generally, mm, I wonder what the average would be. Twelve, usually around twelve. Yeah, yeah. twelve. But yeah. you only need like. But if six? you're, 
six. What's that? Do you only need six? Five. Five. Mm -hmm. So somewhere between five and 12. And some troops are incredible and they have 30 plus girls, but I don't know how they do it. Mm-hmm. 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 Lots of Michelle help. Lots of parent help. However you spell confident. All right. We're going to wrap it up, but Alicia has found a new calling in life. We know about cookies. Beth's got some letters to write. We're so much stuff. finish this book. So many things are going on. Uh, uh, is there a, a comedy badge? I'm gonna look it up. Never mind. You don't have to. We <laughs> can have self-directed. <laughs> Listen, we got a whole. Okay. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh, we should have comedy sashes and badges. We yeah, have been talking about this for years and years, and, years. <laughs> and we have tried and we've tried to find places to order them. Like it's a whole it's thing we've been trying to do. To order it's so badges. expensive. Anyway, oh, we'll okay. talk. I'm on board. We wanted to sell them as merch, and you buy like a sash, and then every show you came to, you could get a different. Or like how many Wednesday mics you sit through? Yeah. Ten Wednesday mics. Get a get a patch. Old man's like you get a badge yeah. when you think you have 30 minutes and then you get another badge when you do actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell yes <laughs> okay so you can come to cool birthday mm. third tuesday of every third month. tuesday of every month it's practically friday mm-hmm. 8 p.m at liquid laughs downtown if you're local every other tuesday go to beth's show no you can go to both because <laughs> it's six o'clock yeah oh yeah so you can go early. to beth's you can go there and then go you can just edge, come right over and then over to cool birthday it's right yeah. there that's every Tuesday. That's we're about the third Tuesday. Coming up. That's it. Great. Cool birthday. Oh no, we've got the, we've got a thing. We've got we've got lots of things, but I don't we'll have my phone in front of me. We'll yeah. put them on okay. there. Look on the look on the old oh, look, on the look on the typer interwebs. Yeah, you'll find out about us. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for coming, Jessica. Thanks for coming here, Beth. Guys, for things I really this. feel like I am a part of something now. Thanks for this is the best book club I've ever been. Yeah, yeah. me too. This was awesome. This Thanks, was great. Yeah. I noticed she didn't say it was the best one. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Very diplomatic. <laughs> well, they don't want to upset. They don't want to upset. Yes, this was <laughs> great. <laughs> All right, stay fresh, cheese bags. Yeah. Bye. Whatever would we learn? What knowledge would we gain like you?